We gather in the darkness of a Friday evening, guided by his light. God's word for this evening is uh, going back to the gospel account from Matthew chapter 2. May God bless our time together in his word. Americans have a fascination following rising stars in movies, music, in media. Tonight, we follow just one. The wise men were star followers as well, uh, not as much for astrology as for astronomy. There's a difference between the two. Uh, astrology is, is those who believe there's a connection between uh, astrological phenomena with world events. And that's why even today people are still fascinated by that 16th French astrologer Nostradamus and following his annual predictions. But astronomy is one of the oldest sciences in the world, the study of the stars, and it's one of the areas that the wise men were wise in. So they weren't dim-witted, they weren't unintelligent, they were the men with some of the highest IQs. They were MIT caliber. But there have been all kinds of explanations for the star that was seen over Bethlehem on that Epiphany night. Uh, in 1884, Joseph Seiss uh, said that it was a rare alignment with Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, at the time of Christ. Chinese records from the same time period uh, describe uh, that there was a special star, strange star in conjunction with two comets. Critics have passed it off as just merely a supernova, but I would say that this star uh, was not of a natural occurrence. Stars are like the sun. They don't move. They just seem to move in the sky, but that's because of the Earth's rotation. But on one night, these wise men, they're, they're studying the night sky, and they found a star that did, and it moved. And so they followed where it went, and it wasn't just to like a, a, some kind of um, overall geography, but it brought them to the right house on the right street in the right city. No star had ever done that before. I don't know of one that's ever done that since. So no wonder why on this night people are fascinated by legendary wise men on an epic adventure as they are following seeable proof. Tonight, let Matthew give his side of the story. It's from a 35,000-foot kind of altitude. Matthew is the only one of the gospel accounts that tells us of the wise men account. The only one. Why? I think Matthew has something in mind. I, I believe Matthew is, is, is trying to connect Jesus as fulfillment of all of those Old Testament scriptures, but 
Matthew begins also his gospel with this account of the wise men who were non-Jews. And then Matthew is the one who at the end of his gospel gives that great commission, go make disciples of all nations. So you put them together and Matthew is giving us the perspective of a Jesus who is Savior of all of the world. Jesus is the star. Jesus is the star for everyone. Wise people are wise to believe him, follow him, and worship him. The question for tonight is, why? Why should you believe, follow, and worship this star? I don't know if, a, if, if there was a star that actually appeared tonight over the, the vicinity of Racine. I wonder how many people would call it in as a UFO sighting. These wise men were wise not just as they were able to look and, and see the stars, but they must have also been wise in being able to connect it with, with Epiphany's real meaning. They must have known something about the scriptures because they told Herod the reason why they followed the star. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. How did they know that it was a his star and not a her star? How do they know that this star was, was for a king of the Jews, a one who was to be born and not a pharaoh of Egypt or a queen of Cyprus? They must have known something from Scripture. Like, did they maybe know this nugget from Numbers chapter 24? Listen, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Him, scepter, star, Israel. Clues telling us of someone who would rise up, a rising star. Someone with a scepter in his royal hand coming from Israel, from among the Jews. And so the wise men... They, logic told them then they, they need to go to Jerusalem because that's where kings would be found. I don't know. Maybe they had, hadn't heard yet of that prophecy from Micah chapter 5 that gives indication that this king would be from Bethlehem and not Jerusalem. Herod's advisors were able to tell them uh, about that. Matthew, Matthew tells us that these wise men were smart enough to be able to follow the, the leads that they were given, to, to follow a star and their need to find a king. But their wisdom alone wasn't able to allow them to really, truly find that king. God's word had to be revealed to them in order to find it. The wise men were truly wise in that they were able to connect that promise of a baby with the, with the promise of an eternal ruler. The, the wisdom of this world does the same. It can diagnose a problem, but it can't give you the solution. You can look out into God's creation and know of a creator, but it, it, it doesn't then tell you where to find or, or tell you any more about that creator. The creator has to reveal himself to you. Human wisdom can't find that creator. 
So Christmas is God coming to us. Epiphany is God revealing himself to us. We were not able to find God on our own. Tonight, God finds us. In Ephesians' lesson tonight, Paul says these truths of God are unsearchable riches, untraceable. It's like a prisoner who escapes on a winter's night into the deep snow, but in order to throw off his pursuers, he makes tracks. He he puts the tracks in, but then maybe he backtracks, and then he crisscrosses tracks in order to cover his tracks. Tonight, the unsearchable riches of God, it begins with one set of footprints, then it leads to another, and then to another, until you can't count them anymore. They're untraceable. For you and I, it's impossible to trace the power of an incarnation of his birth to be able to, to understand truly the, the, the power of baptism and the Lord's body and blood in, in how unsearchable the riches of God, which then brings us then to the exact same place as the shepherds on Christmas night and the wise men tonight, to the same place where Jesus was. The shepherds found the place because angels told them where it was, and the wise men simply were guided by the star and of Holy Scripture. And tonight, God makes clear his plan, step by step. A, a son who is born of a woman, a son who is born under, under the law in order to redeem those under the law. It's following the star's light that turns on the light bulb in our darkened heart and lives. Like Isaiah said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned. This is the wisdom of Christ for misfits like you and me to be able to find what we could not find on our own, which means following Christ has nothing to do with the GPA or with degrees. It has nothing to do with your family uh, upbringing or background or how long that you have been in the faith. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. And so God chose the foolishness of a virgin and of a stable and of poor things like a, a Mary and a Joseph, God chose them, just like God chose you and me. So the wise men knew that they were following more than just a star above Bethlehem. They knew they were following a star that would come from heaven down to earth to be with us. And Matthew says, when they came to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. The Greek word for worship is proskineo. It literally means to lie face down on the ground. Can you imagine, can you picture these wise men who advised royalty and rulers, they got their noses pressed down to the floor in front of a little child. I wonder sometimes if, if people today have trouble taking seriously the awesomeness of God. I wonder if sometimes we forget in worship, we, we're not worshiping uh, like a really good old friend, or this is not a buddy. 
I, I wonder, maybe we worship, but as long as it doesn't take too much effort to worship. And we confess our sins using words that we have said so many times before. Can we say it thoughtlessly, followed by a yawn on our faces? I say don't let that happen to you, my friend. You and I would be wise this evening to do what the wise men did and, and realize that the, 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 the padded pews and the carpet on which you walk on, this is holy ground. The wise men entered a holy house. This is a holy house. We are like burlapped, clothed sinners with sin searing upon us. And we do well as we take the Lord's Supper to realize that as humbled sinners, we are coming before one who is ruler and royal over all. So we join the, the wise men in bowing down in worship, realizing that a light has dawned. The rising of a star who, who was born a child but would grow up and earn the nickname Lamb of God because he would be the one who would take on the iniquities of us all. And it was because of this suffering Savior that you and I, whether you're a king or queen, whether you're brilliant, intellectual, or simple-minded, whether you're white-collared, blue-collared, or you don't even have a collar, whether you're young or old, a child or a grandpa and grandma, whether you're white or black, it doesn't matter on this night there is a God who gives royal gifts to all. The gifts of forgiveness and the gifts of his righteousness. And then we're told the wise men, they worshipped and then they gave gifts fit for a king. I say 2020 is an absolutely amazing year to, for us to give gifts that are fit for a king. Gifts that are really just, we're just talking about your best. To so when we sing, let's give to him our best in our singing. Just as, as you do sometimes as you crank the volume in your vehicle and you sing at the top of your lungs. We are singing to a king. And when we pray, we pray with our best and we, we fight off anything that would make us overlook the names and the mention of names that we're praying for in God's name. And when a pastor motions for you to rise for the gospel, then get goosebumps because this is the voice of Jesus who is speaking directly into your ears. Just the fact that you and I, on a Friday night, are in church reminds us that we were guided here by light and us misfits being gathered, that, that can only be by God's grace. And like the wise men, we do well to press our noses to the floor. But then I say don't stay on the floor. Get up. And realize that now we, 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 we get to get up and, and live with every fiber of our being to reflect that light. And then we work for him. And we give gifts that are, that are fitting for a God who did not spare his son but gave him up for us all, to follow a star who has opened up all of heaven's gates for us. That is why the wise men did what they did tonight. And for us, may that star guide and keep us, make us wise unto salvation. It's in his holy name that we ask this. Amen.